Hey, Dan, just thinking about talking a little bit about BARD. So I don't know if you heard about Google's release. We'll see what happens, but I think it's very interesting of the potential impacts of what BARD and SEO might do. Let's see if anybody else wants to join before we get going, but feel free to share your thoughts. Okay, we'll see if anyone joins us, but I think it's fascinating. So let's see, Sundar Pichai made the announcement, uh, and this was earlier today, basically that Google is launching their chat GPT competitor in the next few weeks, and that it's going to be included in search. And they even showed a prototype. So it's going to be interesting where I guess you can put in your query and it'll produce results and then you'll see a thumbs up, thumbs down option. And then I guess there'll be a read more that will be relevant to whatever you asked. So this is an indication now that we don't necessarily know if the read more links is what BARD is going to pull from. Um, I don't think he indicated that in his outreach, but he says, um, one of the most exciting opportunities is how AI can deepen our understanding of information and turn it into useful knowledge more efficiently, making it easier for people to get to the heart of what they're looking for and get things done. When people think of Google, they often think of turning to us for quick, factual answers, like how many keys does a piano have? But increasingly, people are turning to Google for deeper insights and understanding, like is the piano or guitar easier to learn and how much practice does each need? Learning about a topic like this can take a lot of effort to figure out what you really need to know, and people often want to explore a diverse range of opinions or perspectives. What's interesting to me is when Sundar basically says, when people think of Google, they often think of turning to us for quick, factual answers. It's interesting to me that that's his perspective and whether or not that's A, based in data, or B, like what people actually think about with Google, which is accurate. I mean, when you do think about using Google, uh, it usually is for factual information you know, ultimately, if you want to get people's opinions, you do look for like review sites or thought leadership, but Google's not always the best at surfacing thought leadership. So what's curious to me is, is whether or not like, so Google's trying to refine the SERPs more significantly. Um, Google's trying to help you figure out what it is that you want to search for. Um, because the truth is a lot of times people aren't that great at 
putting in a query, that's exactly what they actually want. And it's funny being an SEO because as, as SEOs, we're hyper aware of the queries that we use. But if you ever have a conversation with someone who doesn't really think about the way that search works, they're a lot of times not going to put in a question that is actually what they're ultimately looking for. So it's interesting. So for those of you who are joining us, it's interesting to think about Sundar where he says, and I'll say this once again, one of the most exciting opportunities, and this is from the blog post that he put out earlier this morning on the Google blog, kind of announcing BARD. One of the most exciting opportunities is how AI can deepen our understanding of information and turn it into useful knowledge more efficiently. Oh, by, before I keep talking, can you all hear me? Can you give me like a little emoji to, to give me the heads up that it's actually uh, my, my volume is coming through? Just double checking that I'm not just uh, talking to myself and, and, and none of y'all can actually hear me. So just give me a little, little emoji. There we go. Okay, awesome, Deb. Um, so going back to the what Sundar wrote in this in this uh, blog post is he writes, uh, making it easier for people to get to the heart of what they're looking for and get things done. When people think of Google, they often think of turning to us for quick, factual answers like how many keys does a piano have? But increasingly, people are turning to Google for deeper insights and understanding. Like, is the piano or guitar easier to learn? And how much practice does each need? Learning about a topic like this can take a lot of effort to figure out what you really need to know. And people often want to explore a diverse range of opinions or perspectives. So one thing that we know from search on last year that Google included was this idea of for these types of queries that want perspectives, is uh, like the forums um, or the reddits in the answers. However, it's weird that he's going this route because I don't think anyone necessarily believes that the perspective of AI is the perspective that people want. Like if anything, you'd want to surface subject matter experts before you just go straight to, <laughs> before you go straight to, like the search results or going to like a chat. So he goes on and he says, AI can be helpful in these moments, synthesizing insights for questions where there's no right answer. So I guess he's saying where it's not like objective, it's more of a subjective opinion. He's implying that he thinks AI results, AI responses are going to be more helpful than than people's experiences? I don't know if I buy that. He says, soon you'll see AI-powered features in search that distill complex information and multiple perspectives into easy-to-digest formats. So you can quickly understand the big picture and learn more from the web, whether that's seeking out additional perspectives like blogs from people who play both piano and guitar or going deeper on a related topic, like steps to get started as a beginner. These new AI features will begin, uh, begin rolling out on Google search soon. So if you see, they shared a screenshot of what it could potentially look like. So the query is, is piano or guitar easier to learn and how much practice does each need? And then the answer that Bard puts out is some say the piano is easier to learn as the fingers and hand movements are more natural 
and learning and memorizing notes can be easier. Others say that it's easier to learn chords on the guitar and you could pick up a strumming pattern in a couple of hours. Music teachers often recommend that beginners practice for at least one hour per day to get an intermediate level. It typically takes three to six months of regular practice for guitar and 16 to 18 months for piano. So what's interesting here is it's taking these, these ideas and it's basically saying okay, here are the different perspectives. And then it gives this read more where it's giving you additional answers. One's from a blog post, one's from Quora. Um, okay. Oh, it looks like uh, Dr. Marie is going to join. Oh, there she is. Dr. Marie. Okay. Let me get you up here to join me. Invite to co-host. Just because I think this is such an interesting conversation right now, and I'd love to just kind of geek out over it. So feel free to join me, and I'd love to, to get your perspective as we're kind of thinking about the, the implications. What I was just doing is I was just reading through this blog post from Sundar, specifically his example of the, is piano or guitar easier to learn? And... This idea of using AI to generate different perspectives um, and then the read more section below and what that ultimately means. Like what is the like where is it going to pull this information from? Like in this example, it uses the blog and it uses Quora and it gives kind of ambiguous different perspectives on whether it's easier or harder to um you know, learn guitar or piano. This is just one example. We need to see so many more examples to really get a sense of how this is going to operate for a range of different queries. So let's see, I invited you as a co-host and invited you to speak if you want to, Dr. Marie Haynes. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming through. We're just talking about Sundar Pichai's uh, blog post earlier about the announcement of BARD and when it's going to be incorporated into search and what the implications are for SEO. Ultimately, is this going to change our strategy? Okay, we're trying to get Dr. Marie Haynes on here. Let me see. Cancel. Twitter spaces is always so weird. Okay, what if I just invite you to speak? Let me know if you're able to get that. It says two. And also invite you as co-host. Send co-host invite. Oh, she's leaving and hopefully she will come back. <laughs> um so basically, we're talking through what the implications of BARD are. Okay, there we go. There we go. Hi, Dr. Haynes. I think you have mute, but you should have the ability to chat once you turn off mute, and then we'll, we'll kind of start, start geeking out over this. Welcome, welcome everybody who's coming in. We are going to talk about BARD and SEO. So this is Google's chat tool, this chat GPT. Okay, take your time. 
Dr. Marie Haynes will be here in a moment. Um, but basically talking about what the implications are for SEO. In the next few weeks, you'll be able to type in a query and Google, if you haven't seen the result uh, or if you haven't seen the blog post, just go to blog.google and it's the most recent post by Sundar. But basically what will happen is you'll get this kind of keyword snippet chat that gives you different like ideas and thoughts based on your query and then it'll give you read more options. And the big question is, so one thing that I was talking about earlier before everybody came in is in the blog post, uh, Sundar writes, which I think is really interesting. One of the most exciting opportunities is how AI can deepen our understanding of information and turn it into useful knowledge more efficiently. Uh, making it easier for people to get to the heart of what they're looking for and get things done. When people think of Google, they often think of turning to us for quick, factual answers. Like how many keys does a piano have? But increasingly, people are turning to Google for deeper insights and understanding, like is the piano or guitar easier to learn and how much practice does each need? Learning about a topic like this can take a lot of effort to figure out what you really need to know, and people often want to explore a diverse, diverse range of opinions on per, or perspectives. Hey, Marie, how are you doing? I'm well. This is crazy. So isn't it? I think, you know, it's funny. It's so tempting for us as SEOs to say, oh, this is going to be the Google update that really changes strategy and changes what we do. Whereas, you know, for the most part, everyone's like, well, SEO is always about fundamentals and this and, you know, doing the same thing, which it is. But this feels different. Does it feel different to you? A hundred percent, Garrett. This is. I mean, I've been talking about this for a few weeks since uh, starting to play around with ChatGPT. And this is not just a change in search. Google is going to dramatically change how people search. And I think it's hard for SEOs to grasp what that's going to look like. But it's going to change the web. It's going to affect so many people. I think a lot of jobs are going to be lost and a lot of jobs are going to be created as well. I, yeah, I, I'm totally with you. I think it's exciting. I think it's hard to predict the direction that this is going to go in. I think that as we've all become familiarized with chat GPT, I don't think people understand a, how, how much more powerful um, Google's version is going to be. And B, I think Google is also going to do two things. They're going to compartmentalize more. Like I think I read that you will not be able to like create code for instance with the Bard product, but they'll probably have other products that will allow you to mm -hmm. produce code. But then there's the Jeff Dean research report that talks more about multimodal. And I'm wondering at what point they'll incorporate generation beyond text. Yeah, I mean, I think at first, they've said that we're going to see uh, just testing. People are going to test this Lambda chatbot. And then we know that Google's going to take that feedback. They talked about um, uh, Google Sparrow. And uh, I wrote a newsletter just last week about a paper that, um, you know, explains how Sparrow is Google's uh, response to everybody's complaint about how AI generated dialogue is inaccurate and um, can be uh, potentially biased. Uh, and so um, what Google is going to do is take the feedback of the early users and use that in machine learning algorithms to uh, make, uh, make it more safe, to make it more accurate. So that's the first thing you know, that we're gonna see. And Google told us in the announcement that uh, we're gonna see it in search soon. They didn't say when. I, I've heard 
three weeks. I don't, have you heard that? Yeah, they, well, he at least said the next <laughs> few weeks, and I can imagine that's anywhere from two to four. Like, I think this month we'll see it. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, we were hoping that what we would see would be similar to what I've been showing with perplexity.ai in that Google shows sources in their answer. So if Google maybe drew from your website in order to produce an answer in AI dialogue, uh, there'd be a little reference so that people who wanted more information could click to your website. But the screenshots that they showed us did not have sources. And I think the reason why is they said the information is drawn from the breadth of knowledge in the world which to me sounds like, you know, maybe it's drawn from the knowledge graph. Um, who knows? But, uh, but there, we're not going to be seeing sources. There'll be websites underneath the AI dialogue. And, you know, I think being one of those websites is going to get you some clicks, but you are guaranteed going to be losing clicks uh, to people who are satisfied with the AI-generated answer. I think that is so accurate. And I was thinking the same thing. I was just talking about this before he came on, is from the screenshot in Sundar Pichai's blog post, like announcing Bard, there's this idea of the, the guitar and the piano, which is easier to learn. And it has no citations. And at the bottom, it has these like read more. And one's like a blog post and one's a core. And that's all you can see. To your point, I wonder if those are going to be sourced by um, sourced for like based on whatever the the Bard snippet, whatever we're going to call this. The terminology is going to be funny, um, whatever we settle <laughs> on. But if there will be sourced from them there or somewhere else, or will Google like what's Google's goal here? Are they going to incentivize us to continue to ask another question eventually or to go deeper in the search results? Okay, so did you see uh, within a few minutes of Google announcing that BARD was going to be happening, Bing uh, <laughs> mentioned, uh, you know, how, oh, yeah, we, we're coming too with ChatGPT um, being integrated into search results. And it's super interesting, you know, what it looks like there. It's, it's just basically uh, you can choose regular search or uh, search with an AI dialogue. These are at least from screenshots that of people who have apparently seen the product. Um, and then, uh, you know, underneath the AI generated dialogue is, is websites. But the interesting thing is that Bing has said that they are openly trying to encourage dialogue. Uh, and so, um, you know, it, this is gonna be something where it's not just like ChatGPT, we've all been sort of left to discover things on our own. And some people got way more use out of it than, than other people did. Um, and, and Bing, I think, is going to be encouraging people to just chat with it. Like, this is your really, you know, the friend that you know <laughs> that knows everything in the world, uh, but is kind of lacking some personality, perhaps. Uh, this is, you know, to me, this is, is going to be some wild changes. So what, do you, what are you going to be looking for? Like, how are you going to test this out when this is released over the next few weeks, like as an SEO? Um, I think one of my uh, biggest concerns right now, uh, well, maybe not biggest concerns, but one of the areas where I think uh, I'm going to start using it is for local search. So imagine now I'm going to kind of imagine a little bit here and probably say some things that we're not going to see like in the next few weeks and maybe we won't. But imagine this. Say um, I'm outside doing some work in my garden and my lawnmower uh, breaks. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, what do I do? 
I can open up my phone and say, hey, G, uh, what do I do when my lawnmower did this, mm -hmm. you know? And I will have a conversation. It won't be, here are some websites with this information. It'll, it'll be conversing, you know? I believe that Google might even be able to say, well, are you seeing this problem? Does it start, you know, is it a gas mower? And we have this conversation back and forth. And then eventually we figure out that uh, it looks like I need to replace this one, you know, maybe I need a new filter in it or something. Uh, I don't know, lawnmower. I'm right. making this up. But, uh, but and then what I think the next step is, is that I can say, all right, order me one. And it'll, you know, it'll grab one from a store that I tend to go to uh, charge my Google Pay account. And it's in my, you know, in my driveway in 20 minutes. I, you know, I think that that we're, we're going to see that and I never had to go to a website. That, I mean, to that point, it's, it's funny. It's like, it's hard not to get too excited or be too forward thinking, but the implications of this technology, like I can also imagine speaking of the, what I mentioned earlier, the multimodal, you don't even have to text. Like if you're in that lawnmower situation, you could probably be able to take a picture of your lawnmower and then Google yeah, Lens. exactly. Use Google Lens. And ultimately, either the AI will assess this for you and send everything with the information or who knows, with video generation, I wouldn't be surprised if they could just generate exactly what you need to do. So it's like, to your point, the way we interact with search is going to change. The question is, how quickly is it adopted by people mm -hmm. in a way that changes the way we create content? I think it depends on how helpful the AI generated answers mm -hmm. are. So whenever I try to take a screenshot to demonstrate, uh, you know, ChatGPT and how it's helping me, there's always somebody who says, well, that wouldn't be helpful to me. You know, I, I'd want to go read a website and I'd want to see a uh, personal experience and, and this and that. But for me personally, uh, I have I would say my own Google searches have gone down maybe 80% in the last really? few weeks. I, I use ChatGPT for almost everything. And it's not like I'm being, you need to be careful about disinformation, right? Um, if you use it right and you know the right questions to ask, you know, I've been taking my writing and saying, rewrite this so it's shorter because I tend to be long-winded. Or, uh, you know, um, uh, I wanted to get this point across um, and, uh, uh, and I, and I couldn't do it, rewrite it to get that point across. Um, and you know, I'm been getting really, really good results with that. So if Google's version is just as good or better, and if Google helps train people in how to search properly, um, I think this is going to take off very fast. I think people, I mean, for example, uh, I don't know if Google will be doing recipes. I, I would be, you know, but imagine, so ChatGPT, I've made things, almost every day I make something with a ChatGPT yeah. recipe. Uh, I search for um, a recipe for fish tacos, and then it gave me one, and I was like, well, that's nice, but I really wanted one that used this ingredient, and it, it modified it, and I didn't have to look at any uh, ads or cookie banners or the story, you know, 15 pages long of your grandmother. So like people are going to find this useful um, and there will always be people that uh, are dedicated to brands and dedicated to individuals. If people seek you out for who you are and what you bring to a topic, then you're still going to have an audience. But everything that's informational that can be answered by general knowledge that's in the world, uh, people are going to start getting that answer from AI dialogue. It's really interesting to think from that perspective of like almost anything top of funnel like when you're thinking as like a general marketer will probably be covered by AI and you really have to get specific with your content going either specificity 
like personalized specificity or that whole subject matter expert. But even that, the way that they show in their example, like they, you know, Sundar in that blog post basically says, we're going to try to share all these perspectives, but not necessarily attribute them to a specific person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I saw uh, Lily had retweeted, um, you know, one of the examples saying, this is not good just to say, well, according to so sources, yeah. they didn't even mention who the sources are. Um, so I don't know how that changes the web. I do think that uh, it makes sense now, uh, Google, you know, pushing this idea of experience on top of EAT uh, is this is the reason why if you're going to be successful in search, uh, it's going to be the websites that demonstrate experience and, and then the other aspects of uh, expertise, authoritativeness, trustworthiness, too. Um, so a lot of what we've been learning as SEOs in how to create the content that Google wants to rank uh, is going to be very, very valid, like even more important uh, in the months to come. Uh, but I think it's still not going to uh, account for the losses that informational websites are going to yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that is like the really big scary part, I think, for SEOs is like we've already, you know, you've already heard a lot of talk about, you know, zero click for the past five years, you know, plus um, in terms of the future snippets. How, how massive do you think this is going to impact, um, you know, through traffic? I think it's going to be massive. I mean, if you think about... Um, any change where, you know, imagine when Google adds any sort of SERP feature, that impacts your click-through rate if it's, if it's going to push you further down in the organic right. results. Now, imagine a SERP feature that's immensely more helpful and allows you to get the answer you're looking at without uh, sorting through and surfing through websites. I can't see, you know, how it's going to be. I, I think it's going to be dramatically impactful uh, for the majority of websites. Here's another question, which is, I remember recently on Search Engine Journal, there was this discussion about blocking um, the large language models from having access to your content, you know, like removing yourself from those. Mm -hmm. Do you see content creators and publishers doing that? Or do you think it's just something we have to live with? And, and if you're not involved in the game, there's some consequence there. The very first time I used, uh, it wasn't ChatGPT, it was OpenAI Playground. I asked it for a definition of Google's EAT. And the answer that I got back, I was like, did I write this? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was like, it wasn't taken from my website, uh, but it, it essentially was what, what I had said combined with what other um, industry leaders had said with no attribution to, to, to me as well. Um, so that's, you know, that's scary because, uh, and I think here's the issue is that it doesn't work the same way as, as indexing. Right. Um, you know, a large language model is going to be trained on a body of knowledge. And we don't know, you know, did Google train? I, maybe somebody knows. I don't know if Lambda is trained on, uh, you know, as much of Google's index as is there, but um, it, it's a different story. So I think, I would imagine that Google will make a way to say, um, you know, if we include your information in our language model training, we, we give you the uh, like a robots tag or something to opt out of it. 
Um, but I don't know. I think that's going to be very, very controversial. And I think it's also ultimately going to become like a political situation. I think there was a YouTube video on Legal Eagle I saw that was talking all about AI and copyrights. And we know with image generation, we're already seeing lawsuits mm -hmm. left and right. You know, I don't necessarily have any faith in the U.S. like having any sort of, you know, definitive how how to regulate AI. I know um, was it Sam Altman of, of OpenAI was talking about how AI needs to be regulated. I can imagine the EU would go hard. And I don't know if you have any thoughts on Canada, but I'd imagine at some point the government has to get involved with intellectual property and copyright law. I think the question is whether, and I mean, I'm certainly right. no legal expert, but, uh, but whether um, the liability falls on chat gpt and google or on the publisher so last night uh my daughter and i we before bed we made a little bedtime story with chat gpt <laughs> and uh, uh you know and i said you just i said you go for it i didn't tell her what to say and she made up the story of a um fawn like a she that was her word a, a baby fawn in the woods um with its family and now she has never seen bambi um, but she described Bambi, uh, and and the story that we got was essentially Bambi. It was the same story, and with just like a little bit different twist. And it was really cool. Like we made a magical acorn, and we did all these stuff with. Like it was very very cool. Um, but imagine that. Uh, and I said to her, you know what? You could write a book of uh, things, and you could use, um, you know, an image. You could use Mid Journey yeah. to. Uh, we made an image uh, to go with it. And you could publish a, a book. The thing is, um, I mean, this is an obvious situation where we wouldn't republish the story of Bambi. But how do you know? How do you know that this random story uh, that people that you made up or this um, paragraph that you published on your website is not essentially just um, plagiarized from somewhere else? And it will be difficult to tell if you're publishing it. So say your writer sends you a story uh, and, you know, there are tools that uh, uh, OpenAI released a tool uh, to help you determine if something was written with chat GPT, right. but it's not accurate all the time. Right. So, um, so, uh, so if you publish something, uh, you know, who's going to get sued? I don't think they're going to sue uh, the large language model. I, I think they're going to sue the person who published. And uh, so I think it's probably a good time to be a lawyer. Right now. <laughs> I, th I mean, I think you're absolutely on point and, and, and it's going, there are going to be a lot of interesting cases, but going back to, just this, the implication of SEO. So local is going to be fascinating because of the usefulness, obviously, right out of the gate. Would you, do you recommend that almost like SEOs start thinking about their deeper, like more thought leadership type of content and not worry about these like simple, you know, easy answer types of content? Because it's, to your point, it's, it's, it'll be able to answer that. We won't need anything, any unique perspectives unless it actually adds something to the conversation. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, again, there's a reason why uh, Google has been harping on EAT now, EEAT, uh, and that's because that's what won't be able to be replicated by yeah. AI uh, at, for now. I, I actually believe that, um, you know, at some point, uh, large language models will be trained on um, social databases and, and YouTube live videos yeah. and Twitch videos. And, and you know, uh, I think there's probably, uh, I, I personally think that that's why Elon Musk bought Twitter uh, for, you know, he spent so much money. Imagine the language model that could be created um, once you sort out uh, which stuff is good 
on Twitter, but all the world's experts are there. I know. I, I honestly, and I know you've had like such a positive experience with ChatGPT. I honestly can't decide if all this is a good thing or a bad thing in, in the grand scheme of things. Because obviously there are good and bad players and the innovation that will be able to come out of this is incredible. And then obviously the bad players can, can do some awful things. It's going to be very interesting. I'd love also, there's a lot of folks in the room. If anyone wants to share their opinion, love for this to become a bigger conversation on how you think BARD is ultimately going to impact SEO and our strategies going forward. Let me take, I think, uh, Divians, you had something you want to say real quick? Divi, come on up. Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's doing pretty well. I just have one question uh, that after this new board is being launched, like what is going to happen to website? Uh, I mean, if it becomes the part of Google search, uh, is it going to, you know, take traffic away from the website? I mean, what Google is going to do about feature snippets? I mean, I'm still wondering if, I mean, that sort of, uh, you know, placements are deprecated. I mean, what's Google's? take on that. My guess is that the AI dialogue will replace the featured snippet. And we've seen Google do perspectives, different perspectives in featured snippets. I think that's kind of like a little test of, uh, you know, rather than showing you, here's what our top ranking website says on this topic, uh, it gives you a bunch of different uh, perspectives. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that uh, what we see now as featured snippets is is going to be the AI dialogue, dialogue probably. Very cool. Um, let's bring up, uh, oops, let's do Adam and uh, see what you think. Sorry, Chris, let me get Adam a chance, and then you'll come up next. What do you got, Adam? So, in my opinion, it's going to dramatically affect the type of content that people have to make. The writing is on the wall very clearly for any answer that can be, uh, any type of content that can be answered in a short form. So, for example, if I want to know uh, a quick piece of information, how, what temperature should I cook a chicken at? Uh, I'm going to get a better experience through ChatGPT. And so, all of these people who are using ranking strategies where they are you know, looking for long tail keywords and easy to rank keywords, but they're informational and they're really not adding a lot to the conversation. I think those are going to get very, very hard to rank for. So you, you spoke about recipes and it's interesting because I'm actually working on a brand new recipe site today. And the main thing that I'm thinking about is what kind of content can I make that isn't going to ever or not ever, but anytime soon be created through ChatGPT. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to try and solve the problem of the epidemic of people who don't know how to do home cooking. So it's one thing if I want a chicken recipe, but it's another thing to say, you know, what should my weekly plan look like? Because if you look at cooking in isolation, you know, just one recipe isn't going to cut it. You have to understand how that affects into meal planning and lots of other stuff. And so this is something that I'm, this is a problem I'm trying to deal with right now as I create this new site. And my entire content strategy and plan has completely changed from what it was when I first started this new site. Yeah, I, I'm in the middle of a client report right now and I had to stop it and go like, everything changes, you know. Our advice to uh, to clients is, is really gonna change. I got a little feedback here, I think. Oh, give me a second, there you go. Oh, oh, there we go, okay. Um, and I think, um, 
this is going to be our job as SEOs is really watching what's happening. Uh, you know, I have my predictions, but I don't know everything and, and lots of, you know, other people are going to predict. Um, but nobody knows what it's going to look like. So I think we need to be focusing on in terms of content creation, uh, creating things that can't be replicated by just the straight facts. And I think for many years, um, you know, we had this horrible problem that so much content is created on the web just because there's an opportunity to make money from it. And our our way of creating content often is let's do keyword research to see what everybody else is saying. And we'll say the same thing, maybe word it a little bit differently, and then we'll build links to that content to make Google think that it's better. And, you know, that's that's not going to work anymore. Um, I think that uh, Google's neural networks are, are just going to be amazing at connecting when my specific question is answered by your content. Uh, and so, you know how Google um, recently gave some people, I didn't see it, but there was in Search Console um, uh, Question Hub or it's called something yeah, else. Content now. Ideas. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, and, you know, I think that that uh, kind of gives you some hints that here's the questions that people are asking uh, that nobody has an answer to. And maybe we'll find that smaller content creators um, have more success now, you know, that they're, they're not necessarily competing against brand authority, but like Google can recognize that when content is, uh, is an actual answer to somebody's question that nobody's ever asked before. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, John Henshaw brought that up. They had the content ideas and joked about the fact of like, on the one hand, this is helpful for SEOs. On the other hand, this is Google trying to do the work for them and to actually, you know, create content that there isn't enough good content out there. Um, to Adam's point about the recipe, it's almost like, you know, we, we saw all those stories that people wanted to tell thinking that they were helping people, but it really is about the user. If the user's going to your site and wants the recipe and nothing else, there's nothing you're going to be able to do that will really be able to bring that value, especially if Google's devaluing you. However, you just have to become that much better of a marketer. It's like if they're coming just for the recipe, you need to do something that will actually be of value to them and not just you trying to tell your story. Chris, do you want to ask a question or, or share your opinion? Yeah, let's share my opinion. And well, I'll say first, I'll say hi, gang. This is pretty dope. And essentially what I'm looking at is the writing's pretty much been on the wall. Like if we think of for the longest while, we all spoke about like voice SEO being the next big thing. But I can understand why it didn't start because one, we need to have content that's bite-sized, which is what pretty much ChatGPT gave us. And I've seen the Bard snippet where it's a pretty bite-sized, quick information that's easy to consume. And if I'm thinking of things and zooming out even further, we had the demo years back of Google being smart enough to book a appointment for somebody for a hair salon. And the whole goal is getting the voice option is if we're able to have it in a conversational model through text, and then we're able to translate that through voice. Once it gets this whole thing figured out, it would then be able to have that voice SEO part of it become much more included in our day-to-day -day life. And in zooming out one level further, I can see why the new letter E is implemented is that if we're going to have voice back and forth where someone's unable to fact check because say they're driving or they're holding their baby, it needs to add an added factor to make sure like, okay, is this person really the best person we could source to give an answer to this particular question or a particular search query? So I see it as definitely a long-term play. Cause like, it's no surprise that chat GPT is out and all of a sudden Google's like, yeah, we got this thing we've been working on for years, but I think it's a small piece of a bigger puzzle they've been trying to plan for a long time. hundred percent. Yeah, I, I completely agree.
I think, uh, I think, I mean, Google's been working on everything Google has announced for years has been about AI and about uh, has been leading to this. Uh, it all makes perfect sense to me that um, uh, EAT, uh, mum, um, you know, in Google's blog post today, when they talked about it, it really sounds to me that the day's coming where uh, mum will generate video and um, or will be part of the process in generating video and images. Um, and so, uh, you know, that changes the game dramatically. Now, I don't think we're going to see that right away. Um, but there's some and then the other thing, this this is the thing. If you have time, anybody who's on this call, take time and look at Google's announcement from search on uh, this year. So every year they do, uh, you know, here's what's coming up in search. When you watch that, see, when that came out, I, we didn't know about chat GPT. When you watch it again, it's almost terrifying. Uh, there's a scene where there's, I remember there's buildings and they talk about search the world any way you want from anywhere that you want. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, and they made a point of saying that people right now think of Google as a search bar you know, we think of that homepage with the search bar on it uh, and Google wants to just basically be everywhere. Uh, and this is the start of it that we'll soon be able to, uh, you know, speak into the air or, you know, if we want to get really, uh, really paranoid, we can start talking about Neuralink and having uh, that. That's way down the road, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's and, and it's interesting, too, because I, I was having a conversation with, with our founder, Mike King, and he did a, a conference um, presentation maybe seven, eight years ago when the movie Her came out, um, mm -hmm. which was that Joaquin Phoenix, and mm. talking about this idea that like technology is going to be accessible everywhere, but it's also going to be like under the surface. It's not going to interrupt our interactions with the real world, and that's kind of what you're speaking to. It's this idea that, well, obviously, OpenAI and ChatGPT has forced Google's hand. They probably weren't ready to release all of this yet, and now... They, they obviously they had their code read. I'm very curious, Inamar, what do you have to, what's your opinion on, on the situation? Oh yeah, sorry, I just got back in and I'm turning on some lights. Um, right, can you hear me okay? Doesn't yeah, all good. Okay, sweet, sorry, very rushed. Um, yeah, I mean, for me it's more like, oh, a sort of wish list, like what I'd love to see about it. So I think obviously you guys are right in saying that in terms of like informational queries, like generally websites will get hit more. Um, but something I'd love to see is like with Bard being able to at least cite the source and then even prompting users to actually you know, ask them, it's like, did you agree with the source? Did you actually get a good answer to this search? Because then that could almost sort of tweak it and tailor it over time based on user feedback. Because um, you get that stuff in the SERP, right? Where you know, Google's actually asking it so you can submit feedback about, you know, the SERPs. Um, so something like that for BARD would be pretty cool. Um, but the other thing is with the, with the e-com side of things, if we're talking about, you know, your commercial intent, transactional intent, uh, in terms of using BARD for that, I think it might be a bit frustrating for users because you'd have to go, like, there's so much back and forth. Whereas if you're just searching something on Google, you you can see by, like, the pictures of, you know, if you're buying a hoodie or a jacket or something where you can actually see a bunch of results, you can click through them, um, see, because you might want to buy other stuff. And I don't think that sort of intent is going to be very effective if you're just sort of going back and forth between, you know, the AI sort of asking stuff. Maybe it will develop into some really cool thing, but um, I think e-coms, as, as of right now, obviously we don't know, but I think e-coms will be pretty okay. Um, but 
yeah, just the information stuff, which if they're not citing sources, obviously that's a bit unfortunate. Um, so hopefully they could do that. It has been really interesting to watch what Google's been doing with shopping. Um, it's not a space that I do a lot of work in, but I've been fascinated with watching it because um, if you start reading about the shopping graph, there's a whole knowledge graph just for shopping information. And it contains everything about products, reviews, um, reputation information. Like there's a lot of stuff that's in the shopping graph and the shopping graph will, you know, allow Google to, uh, where did I see? I think it was an example from Neva search uh, that Glenn shared about um, somebody searching for information on Bose headphones. And, uh, and it surfaced, um, you know, review information that was basically, you know, users generally say that this product does this, this and that. Um, and so I think that uh, the the world of e-com is, is, is really going to change. The thing, um, and again, I'm getting like way advanced here, but if you start looking at things like recently Google um, also announced something about inventory management that can happen with just video and AI. And uh, and then we can look into Pointy as well, which um, allows people to just add inventory products without even having a website. Uh, so, you know, I think, I think that we're going to have a very big long trend well, maybe i don't know if long is the right word we're going to have a transition period um where everything is going to be different because of ai dialogue i i agree i think it's very interesting the e-commerce point of things so obviously we search currently with voice search or we search with text we we are learning to search with images i mean to your point um Marie, they had the whole search on like google lens and multi-search and learning to use that as a search format but if you watch like alan kent's recent like youtube on you know e-com essentials highlighting that in the merchant feed and in structured data that you have these disparate like types of data like for shipping or prices that are different across the web and leads to potential issues when it's you know the, for the customer experience if you think you're getting free shipping but you're not it's going to be interesting to see how google resolves that and if we you know start to have that much more of a dynamic SERP than we already have um, as you integrate like things like BARD. Mm -hmm. I, I saw somebody tweeting recently too about new annotations that are appearing in the SERPs uh, to tell you about price changes. Somebody tweeted a, a picture of a bottle of whiskey and it had a graph of how the price had changed over the last year. Um, so imagine that that's incorporated into AI dialogue and uh, I'm wanting to buy something, you know, Google knows where it's the least expensive, where people tend to buy it. Um, they've got all sorts of information on maps as, in terms of which businesses people actually visit. Um, so, uh, you know, I think things are that really, really going to change in terms of how people buy um, and how we market uh, businesses online. And as we speak about e-commerce, I'm curious if you have any thoughts on the ad implications, like what Google's incentives are on how this might impact their ad revenue? Because that's the big question of why people are predicting that they were holding off is like they hadn't figured out what the revenue, like how the revenue model would be impacted with BARD. Have you thought about that? I have, and I don't know that I have the like an answer. I have some thoughts. I tweeted some stuff this morning about how, um, you know, it could be at a point where maybe, actually, let me think that I'm going to think this through as we're talking here. One of the things in Google's announcement was talking about how the, the first step is they're going to put, uh, they're going to let people test Lambda, then they're going to put it in search. 
and then they're going to make it more available to businesses. Now, I think there could be a scenario where um, I can implement some code from Google, just like maybe my Google Analytics code, something like that, uh, that gives Google permission um, to do AI dialogue based on my website. And then, uh, you know, when people have a question about uh, maybe they've been hit by an algorithm update, um, instead of hiring me, they can query my chatbot, which, uh, you know, maybe Google has put together um, with the, the section of the language model that's um, trained on my content. Uh, and then I would get compensated for that. That's, but that's a wildly drastic business model than what Google currently has and, and what currently works. So I don't know. I'd be interested in hearing uh, if anybody else has uh, thoughts on this as well. Yeah, thanks everyone for joining us. We'll probably go for like another 10, 15 minutes. Um, I can always hand off to you too, Maria, as well. But if anyone wants to kind of uh, step up and share their thoughts on anything related to BARD and SEO, we've been talking for about half an hour, 45 minutes, just obviously fascinating conversation where none of us know what's going on this morning Sundar Pichai basically released the first explicit public you know we're doing we're doing BARD it'll be released in the next few weeks and we're discussing how that's going to impact SEO in the short term and potentially in the long term um, you know Dr. Marie, you've been paying attention to all of this. Any other, you want to summarize some of the stuff that we've talked about and any other kind of thoughts that are coming to your brain as we gab about it? Sure. I think um, just to recap, it's going to look from the screenshots that Google showed us, it's going to look like a regular search result where instead of a featured snippet, we see some type of a dialogue via AI. Um, and it sounds to me, if we think about, uh, if we look at what Bing has showed us or what people have seen on Bing, is that it's going to be very conversational. Google's going to be trying to get people to talk to this uh, AI chat bot, bot as if you would talk to an assistant. That's, you know, that's why it's called Bard. I think the original name was supposed to be Apprentice Bard. And, um, and so that's the first change. Then we'll see websites underneath. The next thing that people are talking about is the fact that if uh, there is an AI answer, there are no sources listed in the AI answer, which means that a vast number, a large number of websites are going to be seeing a reduction in clicks because people will be satisfied with the AI answer. Um, and then I think, you know, for those who are on the call who are in SEO, uh, uh, there's we're going to be having a lot of questions. And, uh, and I think as a community, we need to do more talks like this. This is the first time I've been on a space, but it's great. It, yeah, I, I think it's great because um, all of us can sort of jump in. Uh, uh, I don't know if uh, I, I see that uh, Lily's here and I would love to hear Lily's thoughts on what's, uh, what's coming. I don't know if you can make uh, Lily a speaker as well. I, I want to, I'll put, I maybe, won't put maybe. you on the spot, but if you want to join us, I think I sent Lily. There we go. If you want to join I'll put us. her on the spot, oh, too. Oh, there you go. I would definitely want to hear your perspective. Let me see if I can do this without messing it up. I see the – there we go. Hey, Lily. Oh, hi. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, like, it's it's crazy. <laughs> it's, like, it's all happening so fast, right? And then I, I everything Marie says – I mean, Marie, you've been awesome with, like – keeping everybody really up to date with what Google's doing and what's going on here. Cause it's just moving so quickly. But um, uh, yeah, I think a lot of us are really kind of 
I don't know about like surprised, entirely surprised, but like uh, um, displeased to see that whatever mock-up they've shared so far doesn't have a great like citation feature yet. Cause that's really unfair, you know, if they roll this thing out in the next few weeks and it doesn't have citations and people start using it, like that's an immediate traffic loss for a lot of people. And that's, that's just not cool. So I just tweeted like, Oh yeah. What happens to the content creators that are disincentivized from creating content? Like what, what happens to the AI then? Mm -hmm. You know, like this thing relies on people constantly producing new and reliable content and that's eventually going to stop. So like, it's kind of an existential question. Like what, (laughs) what happens next? They have to figure out to Marie's point, like there's going to have to be some type of new revenue stream that I don't know that they figured out yet, but we're Yeah, we were just talking about the significant consequence. And I was curious, we mentioned in the search engine journal, the idea really of blocking your website content from these databases. Like, do you do you think if if that's the case, a lot of people will do that? Or do you think that's a, you know, cutting off your nose despite your face situation? Well, to have some type of incentive to participate in this thing, right? Like SEO is incentivized because people make money. So it's like, if nobody's making money, I want to participate. But um, yeah, I think we're, you know, to just today we saw that, what was it, Getty Images is, is filing a lawsuit uh, against mm-hmm. one of the companies. So like it's all happening now. Like there's going to have to be some type of backlash, whether it's lawsuits or government, you know, intervention. But like you can't just steal from everybody and not give them credit. So how are you going to test once this is rolled out, Lily? Like what are you going to look at in the SERPs um, to try and start to analyze and and tease out what the impact of this is god i don't know like how do we how do we know what the breakdown is of people using this new feature compared to doing a google search right like do we see search volumes go down (laughs) which which aren't reliable anyway you know right yeah (laughs) impressions and search volumes just gradually start to go down for everyone gosh what does this do does this change the tool industry i mean yeah rankings are important but not as important it, it's going to be massive changes for uh, for so many people and i don't anticipate google search console in any capacity to be prioritized to you know a report on this in any way no way yeah there's no way we're just going to see somebody said to me off, i think yeah. sorry Luke. Yeah. somebody somebody said to me because i was saying well you know it's not much different now that we, Google takes our content and puts it in featured snippets or, uh, you know, lots of people, we've talked about these zero click searches and, and, and things. Um, but then somebody had a really good point saying uh, there's a relationship that we entered into with Google, you know, where website owners produce content and in return, Google uh, gives us a, a way to make money from it. Uh, and so I think there's going to be a massive bla- uh, backlash from this uh, because it, it has to change. It's going to impact so many people. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I actually, unfortunately, I have to run. This has been fun, but I'm going to hand off the co-host. Do you guys want to keep going? Um, and because I don't think this has to end at this point. Uh, we can go for a bit more. I have a, a ton to do, but I'm, <laughs> I'm really enjoying the uh, uh, the conversation. It's so sure. Good. Make make me host for a bit, Garrett, and we'll uh, we'll chat for a little bit more. There you go. I think I just gave you. I know Lily has it as a co-host. Let me see if you're able. Okay. Um, it says that you're in there. You just have to accept it. You know what, Lily? You can host it too, Lily. That's cool. Oh, that's great. Now I'm a host. Okay. I've got like ten. Woo-hoo. 
but um cool. thanks Marie. this has been awesome I, I we gotta do more of these i'm totally down yeah i think yeah I'm yeah somebody who's requesting to speak let me see if uh i've never used this before but some other perspectives. Okay, so I guess uh, mm-hmm. I have asked this question to Marie once, but I wanted to ask 